Yo, what's up? Chris, where you at, man? Yo, I'm on the way, right? Look, yo, we got to shoot the show, man. Do not be late. Yo, I'm literally in the Uber right now. You're not in the Uber. You're, you're going to be late. <laughs> yo, I, I am in the Uber. Why you're always late, brother. You're Let's go. Feast your eyes, them boys is here. King and Christian, you know we making noise this year. Relatively speaking, we a couple of greats. You know I'm down to rap, but it ain't up for debate. We had enough of the hate from you internet trolls. You see the names, man, just give us the throne, cause it's on. And come we on. got something to say, it's gonna be something to see. Now it's a family gathering, you should RSVP. Now let's One go. young fly, flashy, living his life. The other tucking in the kids, standing with the wife. Whether it's nine to five or knee deep in the game. How could they be so different, but one and the same? This Pacino, De Niro. Stop them alone. Ideas, jokes, and wisdom off the top of the dome. And come we on. got something to say. It's gonna be something to see. Now it's yeah. a family gathering. You should RSVP. Now let's MJ go. MJ or LeBron? Woo. Is it Nas or Sean? Woo. Everybody looking for the greatest of all time. Entertainment, sports, faith, political views. Curators of the culture that's bigger than views. Uh, let's have a real discussion. Yeah. We ain't concealing nothing. Yeah. Who'd have thought the nephew and uncle now is really brothers? We got something to say. It's gonna be something to see. Now it's a family gathering. You should RSVP. Now let's go. Relatively speaking. Woo! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is relatively speaking, RSVP. Yeah. I am one of your hosts, King. It's your boy Christian. And we are back in the building. Took a week off. How you feeling, man? I feel good. I feel refreshed. You know, I feel like we took a week off. Kind of let it simmer and marinate a little bit. Of season one. Yes, sir. Coming at you episode six. Six episodes in, man. Yeah. Uh, And uh, the response has been getting pretty good. Yes. Members picking up, members picking, picking up. up. People really like the pastor money. People, it was a lot of, it was a lot of, it was a lot of insight and thoughts on that one. Last episode, we went into the pastor money, talking yeah. about that money. And yeah. this episode, uh, we are going deep uh, in discussion about something that has been prevalent in uh, the church for years. Okay, uh, but most people tend to shy away from it and not talk about it. But here on Relatively Speaking. We go right over the plate. I mean, we ain't throwing no curveballs. No curves. It's all fastballs right over the plate. No sliders. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're talking about homosexuality, mm-hmm. alternative lifestyles mm-hmm. in the church. Okay. Uh, and one of the things that I know for a fact is that homosexuality has always existed in the church. Yes, very much true. Uh, but one of the things that I also know is that we tend to not... Talk about it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of churches, in my opinion, that uh, almost pretend like it's not really there. You think? I think so. Uh-huh. I think uh, I think you can see, you know, certain signs. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, and I think that we just kind of like turn a blind eye to it sometimes, and we don't really talk about it. We don't really address it. We just kind of try to pretend like we don't really know what's going on. Well, I think it's because nobody really knows how to start the conversation. And I think it's because the church doesn't necessarily agree on what the position is yeah, to even have we, a conversation. We got a lot of people to feel one way. We got a lot, a lot of extremists. The other yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. And uh, if we're honest about it, it's a very sensitive topic. I agree. Okay. Uh, especially in this day and age, mm-hmm. when you talk about certain subjects, you can get into the danger zone real quick. I said on a previous show... That uh, especially when it comes to the LGBTQ community, uh, I said that you will never find a bigger community uh, with more bullies. I can actually attest that you did say that. I did say that. Yes, you did. And uh, I want to go ahead and uh, explain why I said that. Uh, I said that because (laughs) when you don't agree with their community, when you say anything that is not in agreement with what they feel, it's a wrap for you. Cancel. You're done. Cancel. All right, they're taking you out at the knees. They pulling up tweets from 1939. <laughs> what, what you say? Handwritten <laughs> and, tweets. <laughs> and they will take you out, they pulling out scrolls. Uh, back in 1687, <laughs> you said, 
But having to start the fire with sticks is gay. And uh, we, we just don't, we don't agree with that with you. Right? Uh, and so uh, it's amazing. Uh, I've always said it's amazing that I believe their bottom rock stance has always been love is love. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, they've always preached love is love, you know, acceptance and all these things. Uh, and then I just think it gets a little murky in the waters because they're preaching the acceptance, but they don't necessarily practice practice the acceptance. And so uh, we're going to talk about some very interesting things. Yeah. And I feel like um, from my background, if, if, if some of you out there don't know, being on gospel radio. Mm -hmm. Which you were. Being to see behind the curtain. Which you have. So to speak. And being a gospel artist, yes, uh, you see a lot of things mm -hmm. that you don't really, you know, you kind of talk about in, in the back room or whatever, but you don't really... You can't really say all that. You don't really talk about this right, out right, here right, 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 right there. Right, right, right. And, and we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to try not to, you know, I'm going to try not to give specifics. Please don't give specifics. I'm going to try not to. Okay. But it's RSVP. We <laughs> I'm going to try not to give specifics, but I will tell you that there were numerous times where... I was a fan of an artist, mm -hmm. right, uh, that came to the radio station. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, so-and-so is coming. Can't wait to meet him. This is about to be amazing. Love their music. Love, love their, their music. Love their ministry. Yeah. You know, super anointed. Yeah. They come off the elevator, and it's like, oh, okay. You know, it's a little flamboyant, a little sashaying throughout the entire building. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. Gotcha. Uh, and I did a, um, an album release. I was actually there that night. <laughs> <laughs> I did an album release. Yeah. Um, we was at Ebenezer? Uh, my first album, Ebenezer. We yeah, Ebenezer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my first album, Let's Get It Right. And uh, it was a great show. Great show. I was on the platform with some major artists. Big, big. It was some, it was some names. No, it was some names. It was some names on there. Yeah. I kind of felt like I was almost at a ride. Mm -hmm. Like I had almost made it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm sitting there at the tape table. If you don't know, when you're an artist, they give you a tape table. You get to sit down. You get to sell your CDs, merchandise, and things like that. This is like back in the day. Back in the day. We sold CDs. You know, I know some of y'all <laughs> might not even know what that is right now. Tape table. But we that? actually had sold CDs. They were like literal <laughs> things that you put in your car. Right? Uh, and so I'm sitting there and... We're selling the CDs, and one of these well-known artists mm -hmm. came over to the table, mm -hmm. and he said to me, I want to buy five copies of your CD. Very nice gesture. Very nice gesture. I was blown away. Yes. This guy, you know, super big artist. I'm like, wow. Uh, but then he threw a little bit of a curveball. Just kind of threw me off a little bit. What did he say? He said, bring them up to my study. All right, first of all, study's weird in itself. <laughs> Who has a study? What is that? What are we talking it about? It was his office. Whatever, okay. you know, I know what an office is. You know, the church, they, back in the day, they used to call it the study. Bring, it up to my, bring them up to my study. <laughs> that is, I'm sorry, that's funny to me. So when he told me to bring them up to his office, you know, he was explaining that he had to go and the blah, 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 bring him up to my office. I don't have the money right down here. This is the same night. Bring him this up. This is the same night, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, I had some some uh, process of eliminations. You know, I'm kind of like, your tape table's down here, my tape table's down here. You don't have the cash. Bring him up to your office, okay? Now, I've been in church all my life. Yes. But I've also been in the streets. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you that my street radar started going off a little bit. Body senses were tingling. Something is amiss. Something's awry. Something's gone awry. And so I asked one of my elders that was with me at the time, I said, listen, you know, so-and-so wants to buy five CDs. He wants me to bring them up to his office. I need you to go with me. Right? Very wise idea. Yeah, I need you to go with me because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the person that asked for these CDs, you know, he's kind of a stalky, you know, kind of a bulky dude. Now, at this point, did you, prior to him uh, uh, throwing you off and your spidey senses tingling, did you have any suspicions no, about this? No, not at all. So it's completely left field. At this no, point. it's completely left field. Okay, but cool. when he asked that, when he made that request, it was just kind of like, eh, you know. I'm going to take some precautions. I'm going to take some precautionary measures. <laughs> because if this dude balls me up in this office. <laughs> I'm gonna, listen, 
I have no options. You know, I'm just saying, you know, he was kind of a big dude. I wasn't really in the gym like that. You know, I just wanted to take certain precautions uh, for my own sake. And uh, so we go up there and I knock on the door. Yeah. Right? And I'm assuming he knows that I'm coming. He told me to bring the CDs up. He's expecting you. Uh, And so he says, who is it? And I say, it's King. And he says, are you alone? And, and I said, no, I am not alone. I got one of my elders with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought the are you alone kind of threw me off. And then he said, uh, I just wanted to make sure you didn't have no women with you because I'm getting dressed. And he opens the door. And behind the door, he is standing there in his tidy whities and when I say tidy whities, I'm talking about the five-year-old the white brief, not even the boxer briefs. Just full like thigh. Like the full, full you get thigh full, meat. <laughs> you get, full you thigh get all meat. the thigh meat. All the ligaments all, are exposed. <laughs> all this up here. Is just all, yeah. So, you know, he opened the door. I give him the money. Give him, um, I, I give him the CDs. He gives me the money. Shuts I the hope he didn't give me any money. Now. No, I didn't give him the money. That wouldn't be good. Uh, and so when he shut the door, me and, and, and the person that went up there with me, we just kind of looked at each other, and it was kind of like a... That unspoken, like... Yeah. And that just happened. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he looked at me, and he said, you know, it was a smart move that you brought me with you. And I said, definitely. That's an interesting story. And you've told me that before, but for some reason, it's a little more weird now. And I'm just telling you that this is a very prominent, well-known figure. Still very active in the... Very active in the gospel community. And it just kind of struck me like, hmm... And so uh, there's kind of like this hidden uh, society in the gospel community, in the Christian community, where it's almost like uh, they know, you know, and they operate. uh, And even in the secular world, Mm. uh, where more and more people are coming out speaking about how most of the gatekeepers to to break into the industry yeah. live an alternative lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, where in order for you to break in you got to pay to play you got to pay to play you got to you got to kind of compromise a little bit in order to you know get to this next level and i think uh, the thing that's shocking or would be shocking to most people who are fans of the gospel industry is that the gospel industry is just as Wow, just and, as wild and, and lascivious, crazy, if not crazy, the secular industry. Yeah, you know, which is something um, I had to learn as well. I wanted to ask you this: um, which, which, which way do you prefer? Do you prefer to know, or do you prefer for them to just kind of like, this is my own battle that I'm dealing with. I don't want everybody in my business, so I'm going to walk around and I'm going to pretend that what I am or what I'm feeling is not really what's going on. Are you are you more on the I'd rather you just be open or are you on the, you know and I, that because because it's it's you know somebody in that level of influence. Yeah. You know, that has that influence that the eyes are on them and the people are watching them. Uh and maybe they're saying, you know, I don't want to be a bad influence yeah. or whatever. I don't know what they, their reason might be. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I prefer it either way. I think what I would say is that um, I think what I would say is it's more about the mentality. I think we're going we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Um, uh, I I can't really put myself in that in that situation or them shoes to say, hey, you should come out and say it because because of the how you gonna get ostracized and judged and how people are going to attack you. Right. I wouldn't sign up for that myself. Exactly. Um. But if it's in a, you know, where, where, where I have to draw the line is if it's in a, you know, deceptive, manipulating kind of mm. like a, yeah. I'm living, I'm not struggling. I'm committed to this lifestyle and I'm deceptive and I'm struggling and I'm inviting people up to the office and don't know about, like that, that kind of thing is where I got to draw the line. So whether you're open, if you're open, like, yo, this is, this is who I am. This is, this is what I'm doing. And. And, 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 and this is how I feel at this time. Right. I, I, I won't judge you and I can accept that person. If you're like, man, it's really a burden for me and I don't want to just come out. I don't want to come out. I don't want to subject myself to that kind of scrutiny and discrimination. I understand that as well. Right. It's the deceptive, like, almost evil, like, under, under. Like you, know, you don't even know it's coming. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
And so um, one of the things that I wanted to do or what, what we wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, was instead of us sitting here and having our speaking from the outside, and speaking yeah. from the outside, uh, we got a special guest mm-hmm. uh, that is actually going to come uh, and have a conversation with us and give us a little better insight on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like in order to have this conversation, yeah. uh, both sides need to be represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get into this conversation. We got a lot more coming. Yeah. Uh, so don't go nowhere. We're relatively speaking. RSVP. To listen and view relatively speaking video podcasts, subscribe to the YouTube channel RSV Podcasts. Also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Join the RSV Podcast Facebook group to join in on the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Relatively speaking, RSVP. Uh, We are talking about homosexuality and uh, alternative lifestyles in the church. Uh, And again, what we wanted to do was instead of just having us two on here kind of talking about it, we wanted to bring our special guest. This is actually our first guest that we are having on the show. Welcome. Uh, so it's I want you guys to welcome Whit. What's going on, Whit? Not much. What's going on, What's up, Whitney? You straight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Not good to have a fellow dreadhead on set. Hey, you know. <laughs> a little left out. That's fine. Uh, so what we were talking about is we were talking about, uh, previously we had mentioned about whether or not people were upfront out in the open Mm -hmm. about their sexuality Mm -hmm. Uh, and I want to tell a story about wit okay uh, and why I wanted to have her on the show so uh, there was a particular time where uh, wit and my wife are very close friends been Mm -hmm. close friends for a very long time yes and so they invited us out one night Mm -hmm. we went out to this thing I think it was kind of like world of beers drink (laughs) drink around the world drink around the world something like that Uh, you know I've been there. This was an actual event, though. I mean, I know you just... Oh, I thought around. you meant just at the house. <laughs> and so we went down. Uh, it was a great time, great atmosphere, great fellowship. And so afterwards, we decided that we were going to go get something to eat. So it's me and my wife, and it's Whit and her girlfriend. Uh, and we go sit down at this place, and we order our food, and we sit down, and we're about to start eating. And me and my wife, we just start going to town. I don't know if you ever had these chicken swarmers downtown. But it was absolutely amazing. You so, talking about right there next to Ono? Right next to Ono, them chicken swarmers. Chicken swarmers. swarmers. You know that spot closed down. <laughs> yeah, it did. I don't know why they did that. Uh, but we sit down and we we in. Yeah. You know? And I look across the table and Wit and her girlfriend are saying grace. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shook me up because it was like, here we are, the ones that in the church, you know, would seem like the... You know, we're doing the right thing. Whatever that um, means. Yeah. And we ain't saying that. We ain't, listen, we ain't, <laughs> we ain't talking God about none of this, right? We just went in and started eating. And so it was like. All you said was, can I get some extra grain? You know, like, can I get <laughs> And so it dawned on me. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they are really believers. Yes. And I started thinking about that. And, you know. Me growing up in the church, uh, me reading the Bible, knowing what the Bible says about certain things, I always felt like that those two were an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say that you were a believer and gay, homosexual, lesbian, I just thought that that was like, how, how do you do the both? You know, it's, it's got to be like a struggle or whatever. Um, and I didn't want to, you know, obviously he was having a good time. I didn't want to have a conversation right then and there. Like, hey, what y'all doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what y'all talking about? <laughs> anyway, just throw it out there. So I figured I wanted to have you on to just kind of talk about uh, how it is living the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got a bunch of questions. I know you got a... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just... I know you got questions. And, I'm, I'm, and getting where I, I'm getting where I fit in. But... I feel like we got to start like all the way at the beginning okay. with this. Oh, wow. So, uh, I want to ask you, do you think the lifestyle is a sin? Yes. 
So you just believe that having an alternative lifestyle, being homosexual, being lesbian, is a sin. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't expecting that. I mean, because you have plenty of people. I mean, would, would, do you think that most people with an alternative lifestyle would agree with, with, your, with your statement? It's more like a 50-50. Some people would. It all depends on how you interpret the Bible, honestly. Okay. Um, Very true. Me, I just believe off of what I've read that it is, but so is stepping out on your wife. You can cheat and still believe in God and follow the word. You can lie and still be a believer. You can commit all types of crimes and still be a believer. So why is my sin so ostracized? Greater. Exactly. Yeah, put on a greater scale exactly. than others. Yes. So... When you, when would you say you first realized you were gay? When I knew what the word gay meant, um, probably uh, sixth grade. Sixth grade? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so do you believe that you were born gay or do you believe that it is something that through your influences and being around certain things kind of you know, it kind of nurtures you to one side or the other. I wasn't around it. I wasn't influenced by it. I didn't know what it was. I remember first having those feelings as young as five years old. Okay. Um, I didn't act on those feelings until sixth grade. Um, and then once I knew that, okay, maybe this isn't right, I kind of put it to the side and tried to live quote unquote right. Mm -hmm. okay. um, obviously that didn't last, but yeah. And so you actually tried to live a heterosexual life. Mm -hmm. Had boyfriends. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, and I'll let you get into your story. Mm -hmm. You had a child. Yes. Okay. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had a child. Um, you lost the child. Mm -hmm. uh, how old was the child? When you Four lost? months old. Four months old. Mm -hmm. When you lost the child, did that have? Uh, did did the did the uh, what is it the trauma? I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah, trauma. Did, did yeah. that trauma kind of affect you in your lifestyle decision as well? No, nah, not at all. So you didn't. It wasn't like I'm. Even right, when I I'm was in. No, more. nah, it was even when I was in the relationship with my daughter's father for uh, roughly five years. Um, he knew, and I knew that mm, maybe this isn't the path that I'm gonna stay down. So it. So did he know, he, did he have some senses when y'all was in the Oh, he knew. <laughs> he knew. So I turned, you turned, one of No, it was. <laughs> Your turn. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how he knew. I'm, I'm just mad that was so funny. No, nah, he, um, we had some times where we weren't together in high school. Okay. And when I wasn't with him, I was with a female. So, so can you just explain to me? How of that relationship goes for five years? Like, do you are you attracted to him? Do you like him? He was handsome. I mean, I'm not blind. I'm I recognize when a guy or girl is good looking. He was he was a good looking guy. Um, funny looking at first, but he grew into his looks. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but hope he's watching. Keep up alive, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like, would you say you were? Would you say you were you like, were you just forcing a relationship for five years or did you really want to want the relationship and enjoy the relationship? What happened was my dad got married and his wife was really, really, really into the church, really Christian. And I love it when people say really Christian. Really Christian. Just really Christian. <laughs> right. Like super Christian. And I think she had an inkling that maybe um, I was lesbian or bisexual or whatever I wanted to be at that time. Mm -hmm. And she came to me and said, you know, that's not right, blase squase. So I tried to change, not for her, but for my, her and my dad's marriage at that time, because I didn't want her to view me differently and make her feel some type of way about my dad, wow. or my dad feel some type of way about her because she's not accepting me for who I was. Wow. So I tried to alter my feelings or the way I lived my life. And um, I actually prayed about it. I said, God, just send me somebody who's going to help me change and keep me changed. Mm -hmm. And um, me and him, we were together for five years, off and on. <laughs> and then um, after our, our daughter passed, things just kind of went downhill. Not 
sexually or anything. It's just the communication between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Relationship. Yeah, it was yeah. rough. That's a big thing to deal with. It was Very rough because I felt yeah. like it was my fault. He felt like it was his fault. Mm -hmm. We were bumping heads every time her birthday came around or it was just the feeling was still there. He was like, listen, you're still gay. Just go be gay. There's no love lost. I still love you, but you're not happy anymore. So mm -hmm. just just go. So when he said you're still gay, mm -hmm. there was knowledge that you were previously and then you guys tried to be in a relationship mm -hmm. and then so he already knew that you were trying to you had already did this lifestyle you were trying to change it right. uh, and do something different when it comes to when it comes to that moment of acceptance mm -hmm. I don't think that we know how to properly engage that conversation mm -hmm. uh, what I did was I put a post up on our page and I asked uh, when is an acceptable age to allow a child to choose their sexuality? And I asked the question and I said, is it, a, you know, is it a choice? Is it never? Is it when they're a teenager? Is it when they're an adult? Uh, and the reason why I asked that question is because I think a lot of people don't really know how to address it or when to address it. Right. So if my five-year-old son comes out the room in a dress, do I just say, oh, <laughs> that's funny, or do I, you know, hey, no, that ain't what you do, right. you know, and then kind of, it's like, because in this world today, it's like, you know, we got, you know, people that are saying, you got to let them choose, you got to let them do this, you got to let them express themselves, you got to let them be them, right. uh, you know, and I do know that there's a line where it can go too far. I mean, you got people asking, uh, you you gotta ask the, the child if you can change their diaper. I don't know if y'all heard this stuff. They got like these these people out there now that say you need to ask the child if you can change their diaper because you're seeing their private parts. So you ask the child. You might as a parent. Yeah, as a parent. Uh -oh. It's getting weird. Let's keep the moving. last let's get weird. So I want to know. You know what is the what is the approach? What is the conversation? Uh, when you go and you say, okay, this is what I'm feeling, this is who I think I am, or this is who I am, either or, you know, what is that response that, that you guys are looking for in that moment? Um, okay, well, for instance, um, my mom, who's also very much into the church, a very big believer, um, when I came out to her, it was kind of like a denial thing, like, yeah, you say you are, but it's just a phase. Well, how, how were you when, you, when, that, when that conversation happened? Um, I want to say 16 or 17. Okay, so you was a little older. Mm -hmm. Like, you were almost an adult right. at this point. Mm -hmm. So prior to 16, 17, mm -hmm. what was going on? What, you know, what was the relationship? Were you just keeping it from them the whole time? Were they not, not seeing any signs or anything? Well, I, mean, I grew up with my dad, mostly. My mom, she, my mom and dad split when I was young. And okay. um, my dad knew before I even came out to him. He already knew. He's like, I know. I was like, oh, well, that was easy. My mom was a little harder because she was distant and it was a phone conversation. It wasn't face to face. Right. So, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. I actually <laughs> I came out to her and uh, out of anger because she was upset with me about something. And I was upset with her and I actually told her in an email. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so then when we revisited the conversation years later um, and she obviously saw that I'm still that wasn't just something to say to get to make her upset it was real life and that's when she had a hard time accepting it and i it wasn't till maybe four i'll say four years ago i really had to break it down to her um to until a point where she could understand it and it's not so much that i feel like i'm being judged by her or pressured to convert or whatever um and we have a better relationship because how do you know i'm 31. 31. So four years ago, yeah. 27, this is when we really kind of like brought it home. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the people that says, because uh, I'm sure people are listening, I'm sure they're you know, conjuring up their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. I asked, is it, a, is it an atmosphere? Is it nurtured or things like that? And you said you weren't around that atmosphere, mm -hmm. but you were raised by your dad. Mm -hmm. So you Take were, what I was raised by my grandparents. Well, raised by your grandparents. You were with your, so would you say you spent more time with your dad? Would you say he would, would you say he was more of an influence in your life than your mom? Or 
Would you say they were equal or what would you? Mm, no, my dad would have been more of an influence. Um, Unfortunately, my mom missed a big chunk of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, and then my dad, being a single father, he went to his parents and was like, look, I need help. So my I lived with my grandparents until my dad remarried, and then I moved in with him and his new wife. When okay. He, that was like sixth grade. Sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And so coming out, um, you never, so would you say your official coming out was at 16, 17 years old? Mm-hmm. 17. Right. So, Throughout the entire childhood, you were just kind of feeling what you were feeling and mm -hmm. not really saying right. what was going on. To this day, do you struggle with it? I used to. It took me a long time to be comfortable with the person that I am and being comfortable with my own skin and be like, either you're going to accept me or you're not. Um, I'm not going to judge you for what you do or don't do, so I expect the same in return. Okay. So when it comes to... When it comes to being a believer, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have churches now where you got gay pastors uh -huh. <laughs> and then they have their first man and, and, and things like that. Uh, how do you feel about a gay pastor? I feel like that's playing with God, honestly. Like, it's one thing to know that you're living in sin, but now you're, putting your, you're broadcasting your sin and, and you're putting yourself in the church where you're supposed to be. Um, the shepherd for God's people and you it's a touchy subject and I, I, I personally don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. So you feel like it's a bad example to be up front mm -hmm. and be someone who is leading the flock and it's just like having a pastor who openly cheats on his wife. You feel like it's I mean I, I, I believe it is in the same category. I do too. Um, what's your thoughts on the this is me this is who I am, you know, um, as a minister, because yes. you have to, Yes. I mean, you, you have yes. to I mean, I, Yes, it's something, there, there are gay people at my church, there are gay people in my youth and young adults ministry, or people who struggle, you know, I'm not just going to put anything on anybody, but right. um, this is something that you have to address and have to encounter. I think where I would agree with her is the first thing that we have to establish when you start a conversation with, like this is love. We just have to completely take judgment out of the situation at all. Because I agree with her. There are no, like, this sin is not worse than this sin. Right. It's, there, you know, in First Corinthians 6, it has a list of people who won't inherit the kingdom. And homosexuals is on the list, but so is drunkards. So is adulterers. So is fornicators. Right. So it's like, as far as the Bible is concerned, it's, it's not this separate red cardinal thing there's right. no there's no different degree there's no different right. degree okay the way that i feel about the accept me as i am and this would be my position and I, I said this to king earlier to me there's a difference between uh and, 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 and it's even a, a difficult for me to accept this term uh, uh alternative lifestyle because when you say lifestyle you're, you're kind of like telling god yo this is who i am this is who i'm going to be and you have to accept me how I am. And I don't think anybody can come to God that way. Not at all. I don't think anybody can come to God like, these are my demands, this is what this was, this is my side of the table, this is non-negotiable, and every you can leave this alone, but everything else you can be God for. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's the proper way to approach God for any any believer. So to me, the question is always, and it goes back to what we were saying about the person uh, who approached you. To me, it goes back to, is it a struggle? Like, is it a like, like I hear you saying, I feel like it's a sin. Mm -hmm. Is it a struggle or is it like, yo, this is who I am and God just got to accept me as I am? Because I do, I do believe that we are to come as you are. But I, I think that God loves us so much that he changes us once we, once we come as we are. Mm -hmm. And if you're open to god's best if you're open to his will for your life and his purpose and his destiny for your life then i think over time as you go little by little you you, you can start to uh, change more into the image of christ i believe jesus he walked on earth for 33 years and i believe he encountered tons of homosexuals i mean it's all in the body so i, I believe not only did he uh, talk to lame people and people who couldn't see and prostitutes and adulterous women but i think he encountered homosexuals that had the exact same love and acceptance for them that he has for anybody else. But I believe, I believe the power of God can change 
anybody into what he wants you what, what he wants you to be not what the church says you should be he has a purpose for you before you were formed he knew you so he has a purpose for you that is greater than, than than what you can believe and i think anytime you come to god like yo i'm gay you got to accept me how i am it's like you have to anybody who comes to god has to come empty and broken or he can't feel you right. he can only feel you to the degree that you're empty so that's the thing i'm saying if you're struggling with it it's like we can we, we can talk about that if you if it's something it's like yo i i i don't even know what god's best is for me but i want that mm -hmm. if, if that's the posture it's like yo i'm all the way with that but the the um the arrogance in it like you know what i mean like and, and that's what you're saying about pastors like that arrogant like right. i'm a gay pastor like it's an arrogance to your sin like this right. is just who i am and i don't think it applies to just pastors so i see what you're saying about being in the front and shepherds but i believe we're all the pastor of our lives like you know what i mean you're the pastor of you might be the pastor of your job of your friend circle of your school we're all we're called to be a kingdom of priests so and even pastors we was talking about this in the last show i feel like pastors are put on this pedestal where they're held to a, I mean, I mean, they should be held to a higher standard, yeah. but pastor is one of five ministry, fivefold ministry gifts. Pastors are grouped with teachers, prophets, evangelists. They're all grouped together, but we put the pastor above every, every other ministry gift. Like, like a pastor is more important than a teacher. No, well, it's almost like they're the quarterback. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so... And I understand they're, they're, it, and I honor face. my pastor. I respect my pastor. Yeah, they're the face. They're up there. They're but that's, there. That, that would be yeah. my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 anybody, and it's not even about a, a homosexual thing. Sin, period. Right. If you come to God like, yo, this is my sin. I ain't changing it. And you can work on everything else but this. Mm. I, I don't think that's the right posture. Um, but I think as believers, so there, there's there's a relationship with God and there's a relationship with each other. Right. And God is adamant about us paralleling our love for him with our love for his people. Right. The number one commandment, I don't know, I don't know how you get any more clear than this, is love the Lord your God with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and yeah. love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is no room for judgment. There is no room for denying people or yeah. blacklisting people. That does that doesn't exist in the kingdom. That doesn't exist in the kingdom. It shouldn't. Uh, I, I really feel that. I really feel like uh, we got to kind of check ourselves got in to. the Christian community mm -hmm, with the cancel culture. That's crazy. Because that definitely. canceling thing, that's just not what I believe God is about. And I believe that we're supposed to set that example. Jesus Jesus literally delivered people in the Bible that the culture had canceled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People and who yeah. were cast out of the city and couldn't go into the city no more. The canceled people were the ones that, he's, that, he's, that he healed. When he says... I, and I think where he's coming from, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm saying this right, is that there's a point where do you become comfortable in your sin? All right. So for me, if you say, yeah, I think it's a sin, but I'm, it's, it's like, I think it's a sin, but I'm good with it. I think that's where I feel like, you know, it could be a little dangerous. Mm -hmm. For instance, because uh, I'm a very transparent person. Go ahead, uh, I have certain things that I struggle with, mm -hmm. all right? Um, at times in my life where I was trying to be this Christian, but I didn't want to fornicate, mm -hmm. masturbation became my thing. Mm -hmm. Which is also... Right? Mm -hmm. Which, in the church realm, mm -hmm. they would definitely say... They would say that's sexual immorality. Yeah, they would say that's sexual immorality, mm -hmm. you know? And there were times where it was a struggle for me because I was going to God and I'm going to God like, listen, God, I don't want to do this other thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't want to break protocol on this. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to, you F know, fix it yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to fix it myself. I'm trying to, you know, but I always every time I always knew and felt like I don't want to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep doing this. But I kept doing it right. you know what i'm saying so there's sometimes there's sometimes you can get the urge to do it and be like nah i'm not gonna do it yeah there's sometimes where i'm like nah all right i gotta i, I gotta stop that, and that's what i was that's asking a struggle. Like, was it was it ever a time where do, do you do you ever have moments where you're like you wake up it, it may not stick but you wake up and you're like I don't want to, you know, I, I just don't want to be like this no more. I don't want to do it no more. Was there ever times when you had that? Have you ever been sitting in church and you were like, it sounds uh, like you're saying you're past that point. 
I may have been there in past relationships where I wasn't 100% happy mm -hmm. with the person that I was with, but in the relationship that I'm with now, it would be extremely difficult for me to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. So, I like what you said there because is it is it really based on the love you have for this other person? Definitely. Or 110%. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, now it's now we're into the emotion part of mm -hmm. it. So there's a connection, there's an emotional connection mm -hmm. where it is, you know, even if I wanted to, I don't want to let this go. I don't want to let this person go. Right. Um, so to, to his point, is there, a, is there a justification conversation between you and God where it's kind of like, God, you know what it is. You made me this way. Are you on that type of? Listen, you made me like this. You right. know, you know. If you ain't want me to be this way, what's up? Right, right. And it goes back to what you said earlier about he knew me when I was in the womb before I was even made. Right. So, and me also not even having that influence in my life. How do I know what to like at five years old? without having that influence. No one told me, you're a girl, you're supposed to like boys. No one came to me and said, hey, you're a girl, it's okay if sometimes you like girls. That's just what I felt at five years old. I remember clear as day. Yeah. So, and if, if children are supposed to be in the age of innocence, right, where we're not being judged, and if I was to die right then and there, even with those feelings, I'd still go to heaven because I didn't know any better. So, why would I have those feelings at five years old? I'll answer that. I think that's the deception is that we always try to figure out where something started. Mm -hmm. I believe, according to what I read in the Bible, that we're all, we are born in sin. That is mm. true. We're born in sin. So for the, for the homosexuals who say, I was born this way, I'll give you that. Because mm -hmm. we're born in sin. I okay. said it in a past show. You, go, you don't have to teach a two-year-old to lie. Right. Who ate the cookie? I didn't eat the cookie. Yeah, ate the mm -hmm. Cookie all on your face. Mm -hmm. It don't have to be taught. You got to be taught to tell the truth. You got to right. be taught to share. You got to be taught to be honest. You got to be taught to be faithful. Mm -hmm. So we're born in sin. Mm -hmm. To say because you're you're born a certain, you don't have to be predisposed to something. Right. To be be born in it. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the result of the fall of man. Is we're born in a in a in a fallen state. Believers are born again. That's the whole concept of it is to say that I was born this way and I'm just stuck this way is to completely nullify the power of the cross. That's the whole mm -hmm. point of the cross is you don't have to be bound to what you were born into. Right. And that's the whole point of it. So I believe you. Mm -hmm. You weren't predisposed to it. But for whatever reason, that was what you were born into. I was born into just the same thing, just lust for women. You know what I mean? So right. it's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I lusted after women my entire life and had sex with women and mm -hmm. made mistakes in that. And it's no different. The, 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 the distinguishing factor is the by the cross and the blood of Jesus, we all have the power to be more like him. Right. And whatever that looks like for us individually, it's a personal relationship. Exactly. But we do all have that power. Right. And that's what I believe. You know what I mean? So uh, the conversation uh, that we're having is about... The homosexuality, alternative lifestyle, lesbian lifestyle, and being a Christian. Uh, one of the reasons why I felt like the show was important to have uh, and to have with on here is because uh, although we may not agree on everything, uh, I've always said that I don't believe that disagreements should be disrespectful. No, I believe sorry. that we should have, be able to have conversations, uh, be able to share our viewpoints, and get a better understanding of one another. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, don't forget, we got King's Common Sense coming up, as well as Christian's Intuition. We're going to have a little bit more with Brit. Uh, I'm with. Uh, show might go a little longer today. Brit's your wife. Yeah, Brit's my wife. And new rhyme. And yeah. their friends. And their friends. Right, Brit and Wit. Uh, <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, before we go, it's a funny thing. Uh, when I first stalked, I mean, when I first found uh, Brittany on social media, mm -hmm. uh, there was pictures of Brit and Wit together. And I thought Britt was gay. I just I thought she was gay. Almost and almost missed out on your almost blessing. Almost missed out on blessing. I was I thought it like, <laughs> I mean We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back for RSVP. Love the classic movies? Well, 24 Flicks has you covered. You can watch some of your favorite movies and TV shows you've known and loved. Watch anytime and anywhere and as many times as you want. Simply go to 24flicks.com and start watching now. 24 Flicks is your home for unlimited, family-friendly, on-demand videos.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Relatively Speaking, RSVP. Yo. Alongside my man Christian. Yes, sir. And Witt in the building with us. Uh, we're going to get back to the conversation, but to make it a little lighter in here. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't really been heavy, but one of my favorite segments. We always have them. It's King's Common Sense. Post of the week. And it is brought to us from Shannon Alexander. Oh, Shannon Jenkins. Why I say Shannon Alexander? Shannon Alexander What's Jenkins. Shannon Alexander Jenkins, Alexandra. <laughs> oh, that's what, it's probably your middle name. That's what it is. Sh Alexandra uh, Jenkins. So we're going to put this up. A uh, girl said, what if the zombie apocalypse really happened? Uh, I don't get it. She was trying to say apocalypse. Uh, but she <laughs> put a, a pack, pack of lips. Of lips. Let me see. Instead of apocalypse right there. She put what if the zombie oh. apocalypse. Uh, so she was obviously trying to say uh, apocalypse, apocalypse or she was at Popeye's ordering some food. Uh, she got a six piece, two breasts, two legs, two wings, and as a side of water, give me a pack of lips. Everybody have your chapstick when the zombies come because it's going to be coming handy at that point. This cool. Yeah, you have your bliss, have your bliss, bliss decks ready. Uh, yeah, I don't know how she came up with that. That's but funny. Shannon, you got a $20, $20 gift card coming Easy. your way. Gift card Treat us, Treat way. us to Popeyes. Take yeah, us to Popeyes. Yeah, all the way out there. Uh, I think Shannon out there in L.A. Uh, doing a thing, so right, it's going to be a while. Get that, get that around Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Let <laughs> show up. But once you get it, go out there and get you a pack of lips. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about... <laughs> I apologize, guys. I'm being silly. Uh, but we were previously talking about the alternative lifestyle of being a Christian. And I know that it cannot be easy. Um, and then because you have some different stances on things, I know people... You know, eyebrows probably went up when you said you don't believe a pastor uh, should be gay. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, we did this article uh, where they were saying that they were going to now make it mandatory for LGBTQT community history uh, in elementary schools. To be taught. To be taught uh, to children. What are your thoughts on making something like this mandatory uh because I'm still, I'm still very conflicted with the acceptance at what age. I'm still, you know, when you, when you go around children, uh, you and your girlfriend, and you go around, you got friends, and maybe you go around your friends with their children. Are y'all just y'all, or do y'all say it's kids here? Let me dial it back a little bit. We're, or, we we don't indulge in PDA around children. Um, is there a specific reason? Is it just not y'all thing? Or are you subconsciously like, we you know, this our thing, I don't want to be that influence. Is, does exactly, that, that happen? Exactly. We don't want to subject them to something that might not be their path. You know, let them make their own decision. Let us not influence that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just trying to live our life and be happy without people judging or influencing us. So we let other people live and enjoy their life without influencing them. So earlier I mentioned that uh, the, when I said there's no bigger community, uh, the, the, the community of bullies. bullies. Right. Like, what do you, you like, can take you, me out of that category. They honestly. might be in the comments right now. So, yeah, hey, we might, this might not even be aired. But I know that you know that anytime there is a conflicting opinion, uh, that, I mean, that community will shut they have the power to shut you down and and they will do you feel like that is like where's your stance on that are you like oh you know they out of here or are you divided on that <laughs> people are so extra just i love my black community and they are so extra sometimes just like the lgbt community i love them to death but they can be so extra like me i stay in my own bubble i'm not your average LG, I don't even say LGBTQ like it's a lot that. of letters. Yeah, yeah. It is. It was just versus just LGBT. Now it's LGBTQ, XYZ. I think they added a seven soon. I don't know, you know what's like, going on. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why introduction of LGBTQ XYZ history has to be introduced 
to elementary. I feel like it's just another label. Like we already got enough labels within the LGBTQ right. community. Right. Why do we have to have our own separate category in history? Like first African American, first woman, first gay, lesbian, bi. Why can't we just be people? I said they're not even accurately teaching American history. Yet. That part. Like can we? Like, can we? Can we? Can we clean that up first? So I'm on this. I'm on this dispensing of labels kick right now. Okay. All right. So this has been my thing for all of 2019, where I am just kind of like the labeling thing really bothers me, and I'm talking about any label. Um, and I've always wondered this, and I would love to hear your opinion on this. Um, the LGBTQT community. They don't like the word normal. They don't like that word. So when we say this ain't normal or that ain't normal, they, 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 they come at, if somebody says what you're doing is not normal, what's your stance on that? What's normal? Do you, what's normal? What's normal? Right. All right. My mindset is if it's all normal, mm -hmm. if it's all normal, why the label? Right? Right. So the rainbow mm -hmm. is the, what is that thing? What, what do you call the rainbow? What is it? Their sign? Their logo. Their logo type of thing. They use the rainbow. It's like anytime you see people with the rainbow, it's like they're saying, I'm gay. Right. Right? Why do you need a sign? Why do you need a logo if everything is everything? If everything is on the same playing field, mm -hmm. why the separation? Why the gay pride? Uh, I can answer that. Uh, the gay pride parade and the, right. and the gay day and the, if it's all normal mm -hmm. why we need a specific okay. so it's just like black history month right um we have to have we were excluded for 400 plus years right that black history month is our inclusion right um just i guess the gay pride Parade is, you know, so many years spent in the closet and finally being comfortable with who you are, just wanting to be accepted for who you are. That's that's our inclusion. Okay. I'll, I'll say that the the gay pride parade. We don't have a whole month. I don't think we need a whole month, but that's that's our thing. Well, I I don't think y'all need a month. I don't think y'all need a day. I think y'all just need to be mm -hmm. just like black people. Right. I don't necessarily agree with this Black History Month thing. Like, what the heck is that? Like, we should have. Black history all the time. Like, why are we just getting a month? No, I agree. Like, we should have our time. We get the shortest month. Yeah, it. it's <laughs> like I feel like when we get the month, it's this. It it's the the different comes in. Mm -hmm. I feel like we now in a different area, and we're not supposed to be in a different area because we was here. You know, we just like y'all. I think that I think when you start putting a label on it. It's like that's when you start making the distinction between this is different from that. And so I've always felt like, listen, we should have black black history shouldn't just it shouldn't just show up one once a month. I mean once a year in the class and all of a sudden we talk about Martin Luther King and, and this. Right. And then after February twenty eighth, all right, that's enough of that. We're not we we're not talking about that no more. Now we're gonna go and spend the I mean if you talk about twelve months in a year and you only get one year of it and then the other 11 I mean what do you think is going to be more predominantly taught what do you think is going to be uh, more predominantly looked at and so I've just always wondered about that as far as the inclusion as far as the we just like everybody else uh, you know so let's just dispense with all the labels and all that stuff and let's just take it straight down but that was just my opinion I wanted to uh, get your get your thoughts on that because um, when it comes to the influence on children, mm. all right, the, whether it's Black History Month, whether it's uh, gay pride uh, being taught in the schools or whatever, mm. uh, this is when, like you said, they're at their most impressionable exactly. age, mm. right? And so, you know, what they're learning, what we're teaching them, what they're talking about uh, is very key and very crucial. and you know, when you say, I wasn't around this, right. that, that to me is very, that's, that's a very key component to when we talk about 
what type of influence and how people feel like they derived to this conclusion. Uh, I wasn't around this. Being raised by the dad, uh, you know, you got ladies that have boys in the house, single mothers. Mm -hmm. And they get the plan in the makeup, they get the plan in the hair. Uh, when those things happen, should we be correcting it and you know why are we correcting it if it's if it's normal i don't know i i, I agree with you uh, i agree with you 100 percent as far as the labels go uh the dispensing of labels um yeah it's, it's counterproductive to say that we want to be included but to create all of these separating uh and defining kind of like lanes yeah. where it's like only you can be involved in this and only you can understand this and only you can relate to this and only we and you do all of that but then accept in, in, inclusion and acceptance in the society it's just counterproductive yeah i think it's i think it goes i think it goes against each other yeah 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 but when you when you okay if you're in that situation if you're in the situation where you have a young a, a young person a young influential person I don't know what age to put on this. I don't know where this. I don't know where to draw the line. But if you have a, a young boy, four or five years old, and you see him walking around in heels, do you feel like no, don't do that, or do you? Are you like? Um, I don't know if y'all seen Dwayne Wade's son in this fashion show. No. So Dwayne Wade's son is in this fashion show, and, and from the looks of the picture. I mean, he might be 11, 12 years old, all right? He's in a fashion show, and, I mean, he's giving it, he's, he's giving it up, all right? He's tearing the runway up. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Y, an A, and a whole lot of S's. Uh, I'm just saying, when he come out, you can just, you can feel it. And then you see it on social media, and everybody's like, that's right, and love, and love your son, and support, and the blah, blah, you know. And they really like, there's really not nobody saying, you know, where's the guidance, where's the prune? Because can you say that? Can you even say that? I think you can say that. I think it's the responsibility of the parent to train up the child in the way that they should go. And the promise of that verse is that when they get older, they won't strike. They won't depart from it. Now, older is. I don't know when. Later. Right. But it is your responsibility to train them, even if you're not seeing the immediate signs of what you're training them. Your faith should be, when they get older, they're going to remember this training. Can you train a child to not be gay? Can you train a child to not be gay? Yeah. I don't think you can. I think you can train a God. I think you can train a child to have God sit on the throne of your heart and be the most important thing to you. And if that's the case, you can't fix anybody. You, what we were never intended to fix anybody. Like that's not our, all, all our commandment is uh -huh. is to love everybody. And the Bible says His goodness leads people to repentance. Not His judgment. Not His anger. Not His wrath. His goodness leads people to repentance. All we can do is train them and love them, and then we just leave them in God's hands and hope they. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this last question. I want to get both of you guys' answers on this. So, what would you? What would be your approach if? Your five, six-year-old son came out the room. I'm talking about, you know, all the way made up. He's, you know, this is me, Dad. This is me. <clears throat> this is me. I got a little choked up. <laughs> I don't have any children, right. so I can't really speak with any what accuracy. Do you think you're, yeah, I what think you what think I would do is sit my child down, explain to them why this is inappropriate to me, okay. explain to them the difference in women's clothes and men's clothes, um, and just kind of uh, try to be sensitive to that relationship and pay more attention to that to that area of the relationship. I just heard seven people log off, but go ahead. That's what I, mean, that's what I would do. That's yeah. what I would do. I think I think homosexuality, as as she as she said, is a sin. It's listed as a sin. So I would I would train my child to not. Uh, practice homosexual behavior just like I would train my child not to fornicate and not to lie and not to cheat on their wife That's the training now. Everyone's gonna make mistakes, right? right? You might do all of those things in your lifetime, but I still have to train you To do the opposite Let's say you guys decide that you want to 
uh, have some kids, adopt, artificial inseminate, whatever, mm-hmm. and y'all got this child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, let's say it's a girl. Mm-hmm. She sees mommy and mommy, mm-hmm. and she says, you know, at five, six years old, yeah, that's, I want to be like you. That's what I want to do. I would. Oh, that's heavy. Yeah. Um. I don't know, I would just revert back to my five or six year old self knowing how confused I felt and not saying anything to anybody because being ashamed or knowing, feeling like it was wrong, I wouldn't want my child to have that same feeling. So I would just let them know, um, geez, I don't know what I would let them know. I would, I would love her no matter what, obviously. Um, well, is, would there be a distinction between Right and wrong. Do we are we making a distinction? Mm-hmm. Okay, how how can you look at your child and say girls like guys and guys like girls, but we we different. Right, right. Um I would just tell her to love who she loves. I would always keep her in the word, keep her close to God, and let him lead her. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh we are gonna be back with Christian's intuitions and final thoughts. It's RSVP. Listen and view Relatively Speaking video podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, RSV Podcasts, also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Join the RSV Podcast Facebook group to join in on the conversation. Relatively speaking, we have done it again. It's now time for Christian's intuition. What you got for the people, man? Well, I just want to allude to a verse that I referenced earlier and just read it because this is really my stance on the whole situation. If we're doing final thoughts, this is how I feel. 1 Corinthians 6, it says, Do you not know that people who are unjust will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. These are the sexually immoral, those who worship false gods, adulterers, homosexuals, thieves, the greedy, drunks, abusive people, and swindlers won't inherit God's kingdom. That is what some of you, talking to the church, used to be. But you were washed clean, you were made holy to God, you were made right with God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I do agree that if the Bible puts all of these things in the same category, I'm going to put them all in the same category. I'm not going to treat a homosexual different than an adulterer, different than a liar, different than a fornicator, which some of those things I have been in my life. So I'm not going to treat anybody differently than myself, which is why the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. I believe that God's best for all of us. Only he knows. I believe we have a personal relationship with God. And I believe if you surrender to him, like the verse said, you can be washed clean. Whatever that looks like for you, it looks like for you. But I do believe it's possible for all of us. Main thing I want to say to the church and to believers, as I've been saying throughout this entire thing, is our responsibility is to love all people. That is our responsibility. That is our commandment is to love all people. And I think I'm not God. So because my responsibility is to just love all people and God's grace covers liars and God's grace covers adulterers, I don't know the answer to uh, will homosexuals be in heaven, will fornicators, I don't know God's judging system. All I know is my response, I'm glad I'm not the judge and my responsibility is to just love all people. And I think you may be, as a believer, a little surprised 
at who you see walking around in heaven with you. And it may make you feel like a complete idiot or for some of the people that you judged on earth. So I'm gonna just make sure I stay out of that seat. I'm gonna love all people. And for anybody who is struggling with homosexuality or struggling with any sin, you can be washed clean because of the cross. We're born in sin, but we're born again. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, me personally, my final thought is gonna be more about myself. I am so jacked up inside and out so messed up yeah. so off yeah. that I don't even have time, I ain't got time to focus on somebody else's stuff mm -hmm. I'm telling you that right now whether you're fornicating whether you're gay I tell people all the time listen I hope it works out for you in the end because I'm just trying to get it in my dad or something. <laughs> I don't know how it's all going to work out. When we all stand there, yeah. they ain't going to be looking around talking about, hold up, let me get my dog in. I'll be like, please, please let me in. Please, I'm sorry. So I feel like if we all start looking at things like that and start focusing on ourselves yes. and what we got going on yes. and not really you know, focusing on this and that, uh, you know, we do have these conversations because they're good to have conversations. And we do have opinions on these conversations, but none of us here have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. So whether I'm talking about pastors and money or I'm talking about gay Christians or I'm talking about whatever I'm talking about, it's just a conversation. But at the end of the day, listen, man, we all got to live our lives. We all got to live on this earth. Uh, so we might as well love each other while we're doing it and just hope that at the end, uh, you know, we can all make it through them gates. My name is King. I'm Christian. And this was Relatively Speaking. RSVP.